Hey guys, how are you guys doing today? It is your host, Kendi J. Um, welcome to Chameleon Chicks Podcast. I am so excited to be talking to you guys again today. This is the second podcast, and what you'll notice is that um, right now we're podcasting randomly, but you can always expect a, a podcast, a new podcast, Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m., and um, it will either be myself or um, the additional hosts that are on this channel as well. Uh, but right now, uh, we're doing some Chameleon Chicks conversations and just uh, putting them out there sporadically just to hopefully get some questions from you guys and um, some feedback regarding these topics that we're putting out here. And we, ha- we have a lot of fun stuff to come, so I hope that you guys keep tuning in to the Chameleon Chicks podcast. But today... You are being graced with the presence of your host, Kendi J. And like I said, um, I think today is going to be um, an interesting topic. And um, I really would like to hear your feedback about um, today's topic, which is 2018 American Dream Home Ownership uh, versus Renting. And uh, here on Chameleon Chicks, we thought this would actually be a really good topic because... um, if any of you guys were around to remember the recession that happened in 2008 um, and, you know, probably started around about 2006 or so, you can understand the devastation that took place um, with uh, not even just home ownership because, the, you know, the home ownership bubble just basically burst and then people went from buying homes less, left and right to not even being able to sell their, their homes at all. And um, not only that, obviously it was a recession, so it was extremely difficult to find employment, to find a job in any way, shape, or form. And so a lot of people suffered. I actually uh, know personally a lot of people, um, including myself, friends or whomever, that really did suffer from the recession and lost their homes left and right during that time frame. So as people are recovering, you know, um, I don't even know if the economy has really completely recovered from that that standpoint, um, the salaries definitely have not increased uh, to more or less level out to probably where they were prior to the recession. But um, with the people that I know that are recovering, even like I said myself, still recovering or whatever else, the question is, if you lost a home in the past or if you had to sell your home in the past or whatever else during the recession, what is a safe bet going forward in relation to home ownership now that the recession has been over for several years now do you go and just go ahead and repurchase something and do you play it a little bit safer um than you did in the past i know um i will talk about my own story and a couple other stories that of other people that i know um i know i personally went ahead and bought a home when i was uh significantly younger because it was just seemed like it was a thing to do. People were buying homes and they were profiting big time off of these homes, buying them, selling them and, you know, flipping them, making, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars at that particular time. And so it just started a trend of people buying and selling homes, buying and selling homes, uh, taking the money that they got from their investments in the homes and then Uh, redistributing that into or reinvesting that into another home and it's just creating wealth from there um you know you have all these different 
uh, rich dad, poor dad, all these different things that taught you about real estate and home ownership and the, the ways to create wealth. And so a lot of people took that seriously and did and were very successful in creating wealth in that particular time frame. But then obviously one person starts it and then it just kind of is a trickle down effect where um, everybody's starting to do it. And um, all these homes that you were able to flip so easily before are not flipping as much because now everybody's caught on and they're trying to, to get this money too. So I know me personally, I saw this and I thought it was really a good time to go ahead and jump in on the home ownership um, bandwagon and just go ahead and buy myself a home. And um, I was really happy that I did it. It was a you know, wonderful experience. I was very excited when I bought my home. And, um, was ultimately able to sell it, but it did take a long time because when I was trying to sell it, it was during the recession. So obviously it took forever. It took about two years or so to sell it. And I had actually moved out of state at the time. So I was, you know, paying for that home living, I'm paying for where I was living in the new state and then, you know, renting it out just really wasn't feasible at that particular time because the mortgage was significantly higher than the rents were. So the mortgage um, mortgages were just way higher than and at that particular time it was cheaper to actually rent versus um, have a mortgage or um, even have a renter in it. So it kind of could have offset the cost, but you weren't recouping all of the money that you were putting out every single month. So just made it a little bit more challenging. And um, I just know several people around me ended up losing their homes, um, people that I knew just, you know, either they lost their jobs or even if they didn't lose their jobs, they ended up losing their homes for some reason to where they were pretty much upside down. If if you can remember, there were a lot of these subprime loans that were being offered. So people were being offered these loans and could not afford them, but the banks were just offering them out here and there. And so now in today's society, it's very difficult to get a subprime home ownership just because of all the new legislation that has come out to try to prevent the the situation that happened around 2008 or so from happening again in the um, um, home ownership market. So um, I know myself personally, I have not owned a home since then. And um, it's definitely something I'm looking into. But another thing that I experienced with home ownership when I was trying to relocate was not being able to rent the home out. And then from there, just because of that reason, um, not being as mobile. So it was very difficult to find other positions that I was looking for because I did have this attachment. So I don't, I, I don't really hold any type of negativity to home ownership, but now living in a, a pretty big city and um, just kind of realizing the, the cost of home ownership I'm just being a little bit more wise in relation to just kind of jumping in and, and trying to make a decision of as to, hey, am I going to stay here for a little while? If so, um, I can go ahead and buy a single family home. If not, then maybe I should look at investment property. So the question is, what is, um, what is best? I know um, just a lot of, <clears throat> if you read it like a lot of finance sites or different things like that as well. Um, home ownership isn't necessarily the American dream anymore because you have to take in consideration the, the costs that come with that. You know, initially when you do first get a mortgage 
and invest into a home in some way, shape, or form, or um, just acquire a mortgage. You're not really paying it off initially. A lot of that money is the interest is tacked onto the front and that principal is tacked onto the back of the loan. And so you, what you ultimately are doing is um, you are paying a lot of interest. That's something that you don't get back. You also have to pay your taxes, something else that you do not get back as well. And you also have to um, account for the maintenance and everything else that you put in that home. So what a lot of people do is they'll go in and buy a home. And this is kind of what I was thinking a long time ago. You go in, you buy a home, and it's like, great, you know what? You've had it for a couple of years and you sell it. And let's say you made, I don't know, $30,000 or whatever else. It's like, wow, I made $30,000 off this home. But when you talk about, you know, business and finance and profit and loss, you also have to incorporate your, um, you know, um, what your investment was. How much money did you invest into that home? How many repairs did you have to do um, to that home? What else did you add to it? And take all of that and um, subtract it from what you actually um, gain when you when you sold that home. And then that will determine exact, exactly what your profit was. And a lot of people really just don't do that. And they just look at that one uh, number of, hey, you know what? I made $40,000 here. But over the time, you actually invested $30,000. So you really just only made $10,000. And so you have to ask yourself, are there other ways to, instead of actually, um, you know, necessarily being bogged down with a home because it is a responsibility. It's not necessarily being bogged down, but it is something that is a responsibility. A home is always a work in progress. So you do have something that you always have to do um, in preparing for the home. And when you're talking about home ownership and actually being single, um, if you are single, then that obviously is an additional burden depending on whether you have a single family home um, and a yard to take care of or if you actually are purchasing a townhouse or anything like that. Regardless, it isn't, you know, a terrible idea, but you have to, when you're going into it with a mind of I'm going to purchase this home just so I can make some money, you have to really understand what actually goes into that. And, um, I personally don't think a lot of people think like that. They think, oh, I have a home and great. And they don't think about um, what is going to go in to the actual purchase of, of that home. Um, I know myself personally, when I do buy a home again, I am going to... Um, it's going to be an investment property because I want to make that money actually work for me. As now, I personally, I am renting. And um, another question I'll put out there when you live in a big city, do you rent and spend a lot of money renting? I know it depends on how much money you're actually bringing in, but is there a cutoff point? I have a lot of people that I know that are spending $3,000 a month renting and um, 2000 This is pretty standard in the city and um to spend that amount of money renting it's this certainly is anything that is unheard of in any way shape or form so the question is is that excessive is three thousand dollars a month excessive to spend on renting or less does it just depend on your income is there a point where it's like you know what regardless of how much income you're making that still is a lot of money to um invest or to just be putting out every single month and not recouping it back. My whole philosophy is that I, I don't want to spend a lot of money. I'm going to be renting excessively. It, it doesn't really make any sense if I'm spending a lot of money renting because once again, I'm not getting that money back. But when we talk about home ownership, you have to also talk about 
the money that you aren't going to be getting back when you when you buy a home. You're not going to be getting your taxes back. And even when that mortgage is paid in full and completely just paid off. Okay, you don't have a principal or I mean the principal's paid off, you have, everything's just paid off. You have the title in your hand. It is your home. You still are going to be responsible for paying for the taxes um on that home. You also are responsible for the maintenance on that home, and you are still also um, responsible for if it's a you know money type of lawn care or anything like that that actually has to um, go into maintaining that home. And so these are still things that are necessarily um, creating wealth for you. These are this is money, just like if you were renting. So you still are ultimately having to pay for the upkeep for that home and not getting that money back. And that's kind of the way I look at it. It's like you know what, either way. If I'm going to buy a home or own a home or what have you, or if I'm going to rent, there is going to be a certain amount of money that I'm going to have to put out either way on both sides where I'm not going to recoup those dollars just because it's just something that's that's going to happen. So, um, you know, in certain factors, does it, does it make sense? Obviously, you want to make sure that your taxes are a little lower if you can, but if, if you live in a big city... Um, like I do, you know, when you sometimes the places with the low taxes are the places where you just don't necessarily want to, to live. And that's why they have it set up like that. Right. So that's also something um, to consider, too. So I just like I said, I know my own philosophy. I definitely will um, go and, and purchase a home probably sometime next year. But it won't be just for a single family home. It's going to be to um, have an investment property to make that money work for me in some way shape or form because even if so in person investing property you know you do have you're getting money back that can kind of offset these additional costs that you're going to be putting out every single month in home ownership either way it's just something that you're going to have to do you're going to always have to pay your taxes you're always going to have to pay for the upkeep of the home in some way shape or form so um it's always something to consider so in relation to home ownership versus renting, you know, what exactly, what is the American dream as of now? Everybody, or a lot of people did, unfortunately, have to go through the, the recession. Um, and it's just a question of, is it like really something that you want, people want to do now? You know, I know we live in a day and age, um of uber and all these other uh sharing ride sharing i think we we live in an age of sharing you know and trying to find out the best way to not only share but to get things relatively quickly as well too so and then um in in this particular age it's like it's almost like people don't want to make a commitment an actual commitment and that's why you have Uber or all these other ways that you can kind of rent a car instead of actually having to commit to a car. And that's why you have like Airbnb and these particular, um, you know, companies to where it's like, you know what, you don't even have to really get a hotel room anymore. Now you can just, you know, go and, and, and do an Airbnb. It's just like we live in an age of sharing and uh, co-living Okay, you have all these co-working 
uh, spaces as well, too, where it's like, oh, you don't necessarily even have to have your own office. Now you can share it, you know. So in the the, the shared age that we live in, um, does it is it still American dream? Does it does it make sense? It's just a really interesting um, ideology, you know. And so I know I um, had the opportunity to take a look at an a article that was on CNBC. And it was really talking about the, how much more it costs to own a home versus rent a home in every U.S. state. And I am actually in the state of Illinois. And apparently... It costs seventy percent more to rent a home in the state of Illinois. I, I'm sorry, to own a home in the state of Illinois versus renting. And I was really, really shocked to find out that, um, you know, you always knew that New York was very high. It's like cost seventy one percent more to own a home in New York than to actually rent. But New Jersey is the highest one. It costs ninety three percent more to own a home in New Jersey than to rent. So, when you talk about how much more it's going to cost you, does it make sense to just go and get you a little place and rent it and then take all that extra money and um, invest it? There's other ways to invest your money to where it'll grow. You know, your company may have a 401k in some way, shape, or form, investing in stocks, mutual funds, that sort of thing, to where you are investing your money, you know, and it is you know, equitable in the same way that if, you know, home ownership where um, the, the, the value of the home does increase over time, does it make more sense to go and invest in a stock where the value of the stock is increasing, you know, at the same rate than if you were buying a home? I know myself, I, I do have um, investments that I'm investing in in addition to renting to where I am acquiring um the income that I would actually be getting to kind of offset the fact that I'm not owning a home right now. So I think that 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 is a good way to think too in relation to, um, you know, home ownership versus renting. But, you know, everybody has their own ideology. If you want to pay $3,000 a month to rent perfectly, you know, fine. It's your money. You do what you want to with it. I just know me personally. I just, it just seems like a lot of money going out. And um, I have kind of like a baseline that I want to follow to where I want to, you know, live somewhere that's decent and safe, but I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of money to do it unless I am investing in something in some way, shape or form. But then, like I said, the next time I do it, I'm going to look into investment properties and um, I'll update you guys on that next year. So anyway, tell me your thoughts about this. Um, what are your thoughts regarding homeownership versus renting in a big city? Um you know, in large uh, municipalities, you know, exactly what are your thoughts regarding um, that? I'd love to hear from you all. And I hope that you do tune in Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. for the new podcast. Like I said, we are randomly just posting stuff up here to kind of celebrate the, the introductory of um, the Chameleon Chicks podcast. So you'll be seeing stuff all throughout the weekend being posted and um please please share your feedback regarding this okay so this is kendy j i am signing out and i sincerely appreciate you guys listening but like i said i would 
even appreciate your feedback even more. And I also appreciate you guys sharing this podcast on your social media sites. So feel free to to share it on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever else, and just kind of join the conversation, all right? All right, until next time, take care. Bye-bye. I have to say, this is one of the most informative podcasts I've ever heard. Um, I really hope that you continue to share messages like this to our community because it's um, imperative. Thank you so much.